Yo, what's going on, beautiful people? It's your boy Tito, and welcome to another episode of Maintain the Design Season 2. I got my boy Mikhail in the building. What's up, what's man? happening, bro? Good, dude, good. Good to finally get this done. Yeah, we've been yeah. talking about getting getting this podcast done for a while. So yeah, it's, it's been a while. I think good to be here. since the beginning of the pod, I think we've yeah. been exploring the idea of actually collaborating and having a conversation. But I think uh, it's good that we waited this long because now we have a lot to talk about. Dude, yeah, we've got a lot to talk about, man. Yeah. We've got World War Three happening. We've got the end of the Corona pandemic going on. Yeah. yeah. Lots to do, lots to talk about. Obviously, you know, I'm big into crypto, so we're going to talk about that. So, yeah. Yeah, man. So, yeah. So, speaking of World War Three, or potential <laughs> World War Three, what's your take on, 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 on everything that's happening with uh, Russia at the moment and all the politics and how it's affecting, like, the entire globe, basically? So this is basically like a war that's affecting everybody. Yeah, yeah, man. It's wild out there, dude. Yeah. <laughs> it's wild out there. Um, yo, we got uh, your boy Vladimir. Yeah. He's out here. And uh, yeah, that guy is just causing havoc, man. Yeah. Um, you know, if you think about it, we could have seen this coming for years. Mm. Now's just the time. You know? Yeah. I mean, like, if you think about it, like NATO was formed to sort of keep Russia in check. Exactly. And that's, thing, thing. and that's the thing. And that's the thing. And that's the thing. Who do you blame? Because uh, I've been doing a lot of research and reading up on like the Russian oligarchs mm. and everything happening with them, but also how America actually ultimately contributed to this from the beginning. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So it's kind of like a, a tug of war actually from both sides and a game of chess mm. where everybody's ultimately trying to get what it is that that it will benefit them as a state. Yes, you know what I mean. Look, well, I mean, I think Russia made it very clear mm. that, yeah, okay, Ukraine is not no longer part of the Soviet Union, but it kind of is. Yeah. It, it kind of is. is. And it I is. think, like, right now, what we're figuring out is that uh, while NATO was trying to keep Russia at bay, Russia knew all along that no one was going to step up to them. Yeah. And I think, yeah. you know, like, if you look at Ukraine now, like, my prediction, honestly, there's not going to be a World War Three. Yeah. I think Russia's going to take Ukraine very easily. Yeah, I think uh, once they do take Ukraine, no one is going to fight back on them because they don't want to trigger World War Three. Yeah, and um, you know, dude, Putin, bro, Putin wants that Ukrainian gas, bro. Yeah, he does. And you know, nothing's going to stop him. Man. Yeah, you know, if you if you go on social media, you know, it doesn't matter what your hashtag is, bro. It's yeah. not going to stop Putin, bro. <laughs> yeah, fact. That's a KGB operative, bro. But, <laughs> <laughs> but if that is your prediction that Russia will take over Ukraine easily, mm. um. Don't you think this will be an ongoing cycle? Maybe not like in the immediate or short term, but in the long term, don't you think that it's going to be an ongoing cycle because everybody or both sides of this whole thing, um, whether you see it as like the physical war in Ukraine or a cold war, because I think another cold war is basically taking place currently, right? Yeah. Don't you think it's going to keep being a game of chess? Like, this is going to be a repetitive cycle that may happen again, let's say, in the next 10 years, for example. Because I think with America especially, I don't think they'll give up until they get what they want. Mm. You know? So what's your take on that? I think as long as Vladimir Putin is in power, Mm. we've got a problem. I think maybe once there's a a shift in leadership in Russia and maybe uh, a shift in... um, the way Russia's sort of run as a country, yeah, then we'll sort of see some change. But mm. dude, Vladimir is another man. Dude. Yeah, yeah. 
Vladimir has orchestrated this from the time he took power, you know? Yeah. I mean, he basically overthrew the last president. Yeah. He came into power, put his boys <laughs> where he wanted to put his boys. Yeah. And right now, it's like, this is the fruition of that plan. Yeah, exactly. You, you take Ukraine. Um, dude, you don't need Belarus. You know yeah. what I'm saying? You need Ukraine. Ukraine's got minerals. Ukraine is a rich country. You need Ukraine. Once you get Ukraine, you've got power. Exactly. So, okay, fine, you sanction Russia, right? And there's there's tons of sanctions on Russia right now. The ruble is in shambles. Yeah. But at the end of the day, what's happened to the rest of the world? We're all suffering. Mm. We have to pay, what is it, 20, 21 rand a liter? Yeah. We're going to have to it's do crazy. that for a while until eventually they drop the sanctions. Yeah. And they say, okay, you know, Russia, we kind of need you. You can be a country again. Yeah. But... That's that's just gonna have to be the case for a while until Putin's out of there, man. Yeah. And dude, Putin, Putin is like, that's a, a weird but crazy story, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that guy came up from being a spy in the KGB to being the president of Russia, and then the prime minister, and then the president again, dude. Yeah. So, yeah. so but even before that, like, I don't know if you've seen or, or read up on his story. This guy became the deputy mayor within like a very short mm. period of time, you know, uh, when he decided to work for the state. Mm. St. Petersburg, yeah. Yeah. So he's been very calculated, I think, from the beginning. Of course. I don't course. know where, okay, obviously he got his training from the KGB as well. Mm. But he's been very calculated and I think he's had a grand plan from the beginning. Oh, of course, dude. Uh, there's this interesting book. What's uh, the author's name? Lee Myers, yeah. Lee Myers some, something Lee Myers and uh, it's, it's called uh, the next the next Tsar yeah and it's literally about the next emperor of Russia that's what Tsar means yeah and in this book he talks in depth about Putin's plan mm. about how he sort of as a KGB operative organized people in the KGB yeah to meet him in the future when he was going to, to sort of take <coughs> power yeah and um when when Russia fell, yeah. Uh, well, sorry. When uh, the, Soviet the Soviet Union, Union. fell, yeah. Um, all of the state-owned assets had to be redistributed to the people. Yeah. Um, and the president at the time, who did he redistribute it to? His boys. Dude. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the oligarchs, right? Yeah. And and those are the people who then held all of the money that the, uh, what Russia had. Yeah. And uh, those are the same people who are holding the money now. Yeah. And. Um, it's very, very similar to what South Africa goes through. Yeah. Where absolutely. we have uh, Jacob Zuma, who has his cronies and has distributed all of South Africa's yeah. wealth to his cronies. And um, when you do that, what happens is you have power, you have influence over mm. all of the money. Because yeah. you're the one who put the guy in power. You're yeah. the one who now has control of what he does, what he exactly. says. And if exactly. you know what the plan, in Putin's case, mm. RIP. Exactly. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah. saying? So, so it's it's a very complicated thing. It's been brewing for years, and in my opinion, it was everyone knew it was just it was just gonna pop off at some yeah. point. Yeah, and it's doing it now while the world is at its weakest point, just after you know recovering from COVID and all of that. So, I think if there was ever a time to do it, now's the time. And yeah. Now we'll see what he's made of. So mm. it's very very interesting to see what happens. Yeah, and I think one 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 of his plays, which is very smart. Um, after he took over from Boris Yeltsin was that he got rid of a lot of the because in the previous pre president's time mm. the oligarchs somewhat had 
an influence on political affairs. Yes. But what Putin now did was, you're not going to influence politics. Yeah. You're not going to influence me, and you're not going to threaten me. Yes, I handle politics. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're not going to tell me what to do and how to handle my affairs. Mm-hmm. And he got people in that he knew would be loyal to him, yeah. kind of thing. So I think that's what was smart from his perspective, because now he's ultimately in control. Yes. You know, and these guys are at well, his there's mercy. No, there's no stopping him. Yeah. Right. So whatever's going to happen is going to run its course before we can see what the repercussion is or what the the overall effect on the world is. Yeah. It's going to run its course. Mm-hmm. So either Putin is not there anymore and yeah. someone else rises to power that is going to be, you know, a, a sensible guy. Yeah. Or Putin wins, dude. Yeah. Exactly. And then, I don't know, man, you want to go fight for Russia, dude. You're going to have to. Because that's where South choice. Africa's aligned, bro. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Because the thing is, like, I saw something where they were saying that he's actually in a position where he feels as if... Because obviously there was another president after his mm. previous term. Um, and I think he feels as if if he steps down now, there's nobody that's going to defend him or protect him. Yes. So he has to basically take matters into his own hands and be like, fuck everyone. I'm doing what I need to do. And if you don't like it, then, you know, that's your problem. But I don't think he's going to give up his presidency because he knows... There's no person that can succeed him that's going to protect him. Yes. And make his protection a priority. Yeah. Because you know how people are, bro. Like, even in... We watch mafia movies all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, if so I've watched Scarface <laughs> 300 times, yeah, bro. Me, the, the Godfather trilogy. 100%. I think I have a weekend where I watch that thing. I have a weekend <laughs> dedicated to the Godfather trilogy. Yes. Annually, bro. Dude, and... Just, just off topic, bro. Yeah. I think every entrepreneur... Mm. has that weekend bro. Yeah. <laughs> you think about it man you yeah. speak to anyone who's building a business they've watched Scarface yeah <laughs> bro like um, speaking of like these mafia movies and Scarface and whatnot, um, if we compare it to what happens in reality with the yeah. bad guy right uh, which Putin is seen as the mm. bad guy that's the ultimate crime boss <laughs> right there I think I've spoken about this in, in, in a previous episode but for me bro like Somehow I'm wired to always want the bad guy to win, bro. No, okay. Tito, bro. <laughs> if Putin wins, bro, <laughs> it's over for us, dog. I'm not saying I want do him to win. Do not be rooting for Putin. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not saying I want him to win. But I'm always fascinated by the villain, bro. For some reason. Yeah, because, I mean, I think it's why we gravitate towards mob movies and stuff. I think it's because power and influence mm. is a crazy thing. Dude. Yeah. I mean, that's just a human being, dude. Yeah. Putin's a human being and you got a taste of power and influence and now we're starting a world war. Yeah. I mean, imagine you could tap into that power that you have inside of you Yeah. to create influence mm. to start a business, dude. Yeah. Imagine what you could do. So Crazy. I think that that's the reason why a lot of entrepreneurs, why we gravitate towards the bad guy. Yeah. Because maybe okay, we, we may not have bad intentions in mind, mm. but we have intentions of power and influence. Yeah. Maybe in a good way, but it's still the same thing. Just you know, yeah, a different, yeah. uh, a different way of doing things. Yeah. Do you ever, do you ever think about what your mindset or what your mentality would be if you were in that position? Because we're all quick to be like, <laughs> Putin this, Putin that, this politician, yeah. this Zuma, this whatever the case may be. But we actually don't know what our actions would be or what we do. Yeah. If we were in that position or if we had that much power. Dude, I'll just buy Bitcoin to be honest with you. I'll buy all the Bitcoin, dude. 
<laughs> that's what I would do, man. Yeah. And that's, you know what? That's the same answer I give for everything. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. But nah, it's just an interesting thing. I speak to people often about this and then when they actually think about it, they're like, oh shit. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you, if you really think about it, Ukraine was part of the Soviet Union. Mm. To a lot of Russian people, I mean, we see one perspective in the news where people are like, no, we don't want war and stuff like that. But to a lot of older Russian people, especially, the Soviet Union is Ukraine. It is yeah. Belarus. It is those countries. Yeah. So you've just stolen their land. You've yeah. stolen like a part of who they are as a people. Mm. And especially the older people will not stand for that. Dude. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, there's a new generation that's coming in. And Ukraine, we have Zelensky, who was an actor, you know. Yeah. And he's, that was funny. There was, yeah. Did you see the video I shared? Yeah, 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 yeah. Just, just give thing, a bit man. of context on that. Yeah, man. This, so uh, there was this video going around uh, the internet where it was just one of the movies the president of Ukraine was in and he was talking about joining NATO. Yeah. And um, basically, Angela Merkel called him and says, We're going to get you to join, yeah, get you yeah. to join NATO. Oh, sorry. Is this Ukraine? No, no, we thought this was uh, some other country. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. My bad. Mm. And he hangs up the phone and starts, fuck Putin, man. Yeah. Damn Putin. And if you think about it, that guy is president of Ukraine, dude. You know, fighting yeah. against Putin in real life, man. Yeah. And I think the moral of the story there is we're living in a simulation. Dude. Yeah, That's bro, not because real life. You know what the thing is? No way. You know what the thing is, bro. In the world that we live in today, I wouldn't be surprised if that was like some propaganda, bro. Who knows, man? Maybe you know maybe saying? Zelensky is one of Putin's Putin's bros, dude. Who you knows, never man? Know. You never know. But yeah, bro. Just to just to go back to the the Russian oligarch situation. Mm. Of course, um, no one, no other country, America, the West, they're not gonna go into Russia, right? Yeah. To start a war, they're not gonna go close to the borders because they don't want that type of situation. And you lose. Then it's gonna, you can't gonna attack Russia. You lose. Yeah. So. Obviously, sanctions are going to happen, and when sanctions happen, um, the rich in Russia are going to be affected. Mm-hmm. And we know the rich is a very organized, you know, mm-hmm. uh, deliberate set of people that yeah. have been put where they are put yes. for specific reasons. <coughs> Excuse me. So, with that being said, of course, sanctions are going to happen, and they're going to be affected because I saw something where they said that all the household income mm-hmm. in Russia doesn't even it's like a drop of the o- in the ocean like in comparison to how much money these guys have Dude, these I, oligarchs I, I heard that 500 people in Russia have 99% of the wealth of Russia 500 people that's crazy and and if you think about it man like Putin it's not just you think about like the, the guys who own the mines and stuff like that who are yeah. the oligarchs and stuff Dude, Putin orchestrated the system where you've got your, your billionaires yeah. you have your politicians and then you have Russian mafia yeah and and all of that is all tied together yeah and it's so, one ecosystem that has been placed there for specific reasons mm-hmm. and specific outcomes right yes so but now the thing is none of the money or majority of the money that they're generating is not going back into russia of course not dude. It's have you seen outside. russia bro <laughs> dude if you don't look at moscow bro go look at pictures of russia That's yeah a, hey it's a shit old country bro yeah bro. i even <laughs> saw that there like in terms of like um, the GDP mm. like they were saying that it's worse than India's even yeah you know what I'm saying well, crazy well you see the thing about Russia is, and it's quite interesting about Russia is that they've got um, they've got oil and they have gas right yeah they, 
they're trying to get more, bro. But mm. uh, that's what they have. And that's where all of their fucking GDP is going. Dude, yeah. name me five Russian tech companies. No, name me five Russian companies that are not in oil or gas. You probably can't do it, right? Nah. And the thing is... Gazprom. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, um, what happens when all of your resources is coming from one or two industries? Yeah. There's no room... Or all of the money is centered around those two industries. Mm. What happens to the rest of, of the country? There's yeah. no innovation. If there's no mm. innovation, you don't breed people who are creative. Yeah, true. So you have people who are completely... Uh, just living day to day yeah like In zombies essence. dude because yeah. they're not allowed to be creative and there's no platform to be creative and there's no they can't even they, aspire to make the amount of money those people are making because it's not, not. A, it's not a level playing field and the thing is that's why I'm saying like there's no like great Russian tech companies or whatever you know whatever industry you want to talk about is because yeah. those people don't have the mindset to think about innovation exactly and in, in those kinds of industries in tech you have to have people who are game changers super innovative and super engineer, like engineers basically trying to to get, um, uh, get whatever platform whatever they're starting up yeah you know yeah to the freaking moon bro and that's just not going to happen if every single resource in your country is pointed to oil gas exactly so just to go back to my point um, now okay all these other countries in the west and in America are tax havens for these billionaires right mm. <clears throat> and now the sanctions have hit their assets are being frozen and uh, some of them are even pressuring Putin to end the war because yes. you can see that it's a dire situation for them personally mm-hmm. um, all the Chelsea fans so yeah all <laughs> of them <laughs> so logically I understand why the sanctions are happening and I see why they would happen but what's your take on like the media scrutiny on Russian billionaires and the corruption like them painting them in that light mm-hmm. it's the truth yeah however don't you think South it's, don't you think it's quite hypocritical Americans. yeah it is dude. it is you know in a way it is okay so here's the thing dude. corruption especially at corruption at that mass scale yeah is it's disgusting it mm. shouldn't happen but it does happen in every yeah, single true. country yeah true whether it's America or the UK South Africa Lord knows dude yeah. <laughs> It, it's always present yeah um, America has a very uh, clever way of dealing well not dealing but really making it seem yeah. like it's not such a bad thing but it's happening in the background yeah it's just that the way that corruption happens is okay we'll take 20% not 100% mm. like the way it happens in Russia yeah and not and in South Africa basically but um, it's just it's a narrative, man. Yeah. It's a narrative, and you know, Putin has been pushing a certain narrative, and the American media pushes a certain narrative. Yeah. And that narrative is obviously this is all bad, but pay attention to that. Don't pay attention to us. Yeah. And what we're doing. So exactly. propaganda is always there. It's always been there. Yeah. Depending on who you ask, the American last American election with Trump was rigged. Yeah. Via Russia, so you know, it's mm. wild, man. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy because I think about it and I'm like, you guys. Out just saying, yeah, he's a criminal. Get him out of here. Freeze all the assets, whatever the case may be. In the Premier League, for example, they've now frozen the Chelsea owner Roman Abramovich's assets. Right? But I can guarantee you, there's other owners like in the league yeah. who are probably doing the same, if not worse, things yeah. 
in order to generate their wealth. Because I think there's a misconception about billionaires, and I think everybody wants to dream, of course, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, uh, to be a billionaire, or to be super successful, whatever the case may be. But I don't think anyone ever thinks about the risk and the cost involved, mm-hmm. as well as the sacrifice involved, especially from a moral compass point of view. Yes, you know the sacrifices that come around that in order to be that type of person or that individual. Mm-hmm. I don't think anybody really thinks about that. Yeah, man. It's I, I think a lot of people have, well, everyone has cognitive biases. Mm. And, you know, one of the big cognitive biases that you have to sort of deal with yeah, if you want to get successful in anything, whether it's in the creative side, whether it's business or whatever, is, um, dude, you, you would think good people do good things, bad people do bad things. But it's more nuanced than that, you know? True, true. Sometimes, as a good person, you're going to have to do things that are a little bit, uh, you know, mm, to get true. ahead. And true. that's the truth. It's like if you go look at any great tech entrepreneur or you go look at any great, um, you know, any any maverick of industry. Yeah. I doubt that they've every single thing that they've done has been good. No. And, um, of course, there's a line. Exactly. Okay? Try not to annex a country. Don't do that, bro. But Yeah. But sometimes you're going to have to, especially in terms of taking risk mm. and what you're taking risk on, yeah. is, is very, very important. Yeah. And, and the thing is, mate, if, you, if you're trying to make it in anything and you don't want to take risk, you're not going to get anywhere. Nah, you won't. Because there's going to be 100 other guys that are going to take that risk mm-hmm. and get ahead of you. 100%. And while you're, and still while trying you're still, to still the contemplating yeah. whether or not this, this goes against your moral compass, whatever the case may be, then... You're getting left behind, bro. Yeah. yeah. No, there's a there's a great quote I read on uh, Twitter the other day, bro. Yeah. Uh, scared money don't make no money. That's true. That's it. Yeah. That's it. Because also, like, with this whole moral compass, whatever, 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 like, I just feel as if you need to decide what it is that you want to go for it because everybody sees different individuals in a different light depending on the circumstances. So for example, if I'm John Gotti, who was a, a famous guy in the mafia in the US, mm-hmm. if you ask people from his community what type of guy is, they'll tell you all good things about it. Yep. This guy's a good guy, mm-hmm. you know, he used to help my son with this, he invested money in this school, or whatever, like mm-hmm. um, causes in society, whatever the case may be. So it all depends on how you see the person, like how they present themselves in, in different situations. Is all a factor as well? Yeah, no, of course, you know man. I mean, if you, if you look at a South African example, um, I don't know if you know Teddy Mafia is. Um, he died. Well. Yeah, he, he died a couple of years ago. Yeah. He was was been murdered. He was, yeah. he was a gangster. Yeah, yeah. And um, dude, if you go ask the Indian community where where he was like stationed, oh, I remember that about about this guy, they'll only speak highly of him because exactly. where the government was not helping them out, well, Teddy Mafia was. Exactly. And uh, and if you think about it, like that community wasn't getting anything from anyone. Yeah. Except yeah. the crime boss. Exactly. And yeah, when he died, right, it was like a whole thing, dude. Yeah. The whole it was like the president of a country had died. Yeah. In that community. Um, but of course that guy was a massive drug dealer, probably murdered many people. So hey, dude, yeah. perspective. Then I guess don't that's... do drugs, don't sell drugs. <laughs> just by the way. <laughs> I guess that's what begs the question then who are the good guys really? Do you know what I mean? 
because obviously we live in an organized society we have government we have law enforcement we have all these things around us yeah um that we created to basically control us and to create order yes however in them trying to create um order and to control society in a certain way you have people taking advantage of that power mm-hmm. and then when someone else who's a disruptor yeah <laughs> comes through start selling drugs whatever the case may be basically does the same thing right but in a different way yeah then it's seen as ah nah this guy's bad he needs to be locked up whatever yeah well it's, it's also strange. it's also very nuanced why people get into crime right yeah i mean in south africa there's so many people who are doing crime not because they want to do crime because exactly. they kind of have to yeah and then you know there's guys who are watching Instagram seeing people on Gucci and stuff it's like how do I get Gucci man yeah true damn all I want to do is get Gucci yeah. <laughs> so what do, what do they do what's the easiest way to get Gucci is uh yeah you run the corners man mm. you run the corners work your way up yeah especially in South Africa i mean like we don't have the best examples of leadership i mean if you seeing your leaders driving certain cars wearing certain mm. clothes drinking certain alcohol always going to certain events Because I feel like a lot of our our politicians want to be celebrities. Yeah. So yeah, if you yeah. see that <laughs> as a normal citizen, um, and you live in a, a one bedroom shack, um, I was I was in the Northern Cape this past week, mm-hmm. and um, there's this guy that I work with, and I went to his community to go and get something, and bro, it's just people living in squalor, bro, yeah. like shacks, yeah. and I was just like. People shouldn't be living like this, bro. At all. So if you come from that kind of community, and uh, you're seeing like all your leaders living the way that they live in prosperity, exactly, you're gonna do whatever it takes to try and get out of that. Yeah, unfortunately, what it takes is sometimes, sometimes in South Africa, most of the time, it's doing something incredibly corrupt. Mm. I mean, let's be honest, man. Like, if you wanted to be uh, a powerful a political person you're not going to do it fair in South Africa it's just not a thing yeah you're going to have to do things that are you know yeah <laughs> not so great but that's the way that you do work your way up yeah. it's about taking care of your friends dude. that's mm. that's literally what it is about i mean if you think about it you have to start a business you take care of your friends as well exactly exactly it's just that they're working with taxpayer money and mm. that's the difference yeah exactly exactly um And speaking of um, making it in South Africa, especially financially, mm-hmm. obviously in the past, I'd say, 20 years, how to generate finances, currency, um, that's all been evolving at a rapid mm-hmm. rate. Mm-hmm. And I've been speaking to you about Web3 yes, yes. for some time now, because uh, I remember going online and always seeing whatever, whatever, NFT, and I'm just like, <laughs> the hell is going on bro why am I seeing like cartoon characters what's going on what is this well firstly dude I've been trying to incept your mind bro on my Instagram stories bro you've been so, <laughs> <laughs> well um, dude you know like I love the crypto space I love um, NFTs um, I'm, I'm very passionate about that yeah um, and I, I think that's also kind of why like you know I wanted to have this discussion as well so maybe um, I can orange pool more more people Um, but yeah dude I think the world is changing man Mm. I mean um, there's this fantastic book 
I highly recommend called the Fortuny. Yeah. Um, and it basically outlines um, the way the world is changing. Yeah. Uh, it, it talks about the different um, eras that the world finds itself and how it repeats in cycles yeah. all the time. Mm-hmm. And we're on the precipice of moving into a Fortuny, which is a complete reset of yeah. society, of civilization. Mm. And it's it really is that. Yeah. Like, dude, if you think China is not going to be the next superpower, you in dreamland. If you think, yeah. um, you know, you shouldn't be looking out for the next evolution of what maybe the internet is. Yeah, you're living in dreamland. We're mm. in this zone right now where something giant is about to be built, and um, I believe that that thing is Web three. Mm. Um, and that's uh, that's why I feel so passionate about it. That's why uh, you always see me posting about it because I want uh, my friends, my family, to see the opportunity. Because yeah. the thing is, it's there. It's being built. The mm. infrastructure is completely young, yeah. and the opportunity for you to um, to really thrive in life comes from being a part of that that space. Yeah, you know, um, Web three is it's more than just um, NFTs. Yeah. It's more than just Bitcoin, uh, Bitcoin and Ethereum and, and what people think cryptocurrency is, something to yeah. trade for rands and dollars. It's more than that. This ecosystem that's been built is going to house our financial future. Yeah, It's, gonna, it's, it's a more effective and efficient way of carrying out finance. Mm. DeFi, decentralized finance, is the future. Yeah, If you can get in now, you're getting in early. Mm-hmm. I mean, if I told you um, buy shares in Apple right now, you'll be like, ah, you know, okay, Apple's yeah. a big company, maybe I'll make 20% this year or whatever. Yeah. But if you had bought Apple shares in the 90s, when everyone was like, ah, this internet thing is not a, it's not yeah, a thing, what yeah, is yeah. the internet? You know, I'd rather yeah. send my mail through the post office. Yeah. That was the opportunity. That's mm. where you should have gotten in. Yeah. Because if you had gotten in in the development of the internet in 2001, yeah. No matter if the price had come down or what of, of certain stocks, you would have been one of the founders of the development of mm. Web two of, of the internet at the time. Yeah, isn't that where you want to be? Isn't that the opportunity everyone is looking for? Mm. And I, I'm I'm sold on the fact that Web three is where it's going to happen. Yeah. Web three is the next evolution of the internet, and you spend your entire life on the internet. Mm. The coronavirus pandemic, it's taught us that. Yeah, you don't yeah. have to go to an office anymore. You can just open your laptop. On that same laptop is this whole world that is evolving between, uh, you know, in front of us. You know. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've been in in crypto for a year and a half. It's mm. not even that long. Yeah. The amount of growth, personally, financially, freedom-wise, that has happened in that space, that small space, is so exponential, so significant. Yeah. That I, I probably cannot think of one other, um, one other thing that could have sparked that that growth. Yeah. So um, that's that's the reason why I post, man. It's it's literally, hey, just start taking a look, start doing some research because we are on the precipice of this new thing. Yeah. That everyone needs to adopt. Mm. Um, and it, it can be so simple, entering that space once you understand how to get into it. Yeah. So if you you'll see like the, the stuff that I do post is very simplified, yeah. Because I want you to sort of understand the very basics 
of how you can sort of enter this world. Yeah. Um, the very the very first thing everyone does when they get into into crypto is what they go buy Bitcoin. Yeah. First, you you go open the Luna account or Valar account, and um, you go put a thousand rand in there. Yeah. And say, Let me just buy some Bitcoin. Let me see what happens. Mm. Somewhere along the line, after you've bought your first thousand rand of Bitcoin, the price is going to go up or the price is going to go down. Yeah. And what's going to happen is when the price goes down, you're going to say, "Why am I losing money?" Mm. The price goes up. Why well, I'm a genius. Yeah. Why am I making money? And that's where you first start getting into it. Yeah. The, the ball starts rolling, and you start doing a little bit more research mm. into what's going on. Yeah. And once you once you just enter that zone of doing research to what's going on, you enter Web three. Yeah. That's really what it is. I mean, you think of Web three as the metaverse. That's mm-hmm. the most common uh, phrase that's that's used now. The metaverse. Um. And you think about putting some VR goggles on, yeah. and you've been walking around some GTA lifestyle. Yeah. It's not what it is, man. It's not what it is. It's not what it is right now, at least. Yeah. Right now, we have this world where you can take your finances to the next level. Yeah. You can take um, uh, if you want to start a business, you can start a business on Web three. Yeah. And it can grow exponentially. And the thing is, the infrastructure has not been built. It is mm. sketchy. Yeah. Yes, get you. People yeah. can steal your your crypto and all of that very easily if you're not careful. Yeah. Um. But the thing is, if you can sort of understand and learn as you go along, yeah, the world starts opening up where all the opportunity exists. Mm. And um. And yeah, that's, that's yeah. sort of what I think about it, man. And uh, we're obviously gonna get into NFTs. Um. But you said Web three. Web three is not just NFTs. So if, if you had to break down Web3 into different components, how would you define it? Obviously, you explained what it is, mm. but how would you define it in terms of its components and industry? Okay, so I think like very broadly, I think there's three archetypes of people that enter, enter Web3. Okay, so you bought your, your little Bitcoin, then you've, you've diversified your portfolio, now you've bought Ethereum. Yeah. And now you want to know, how do I get more Ethereum? Yeah. Okay. Ethereum is is the main one. There's there's other chains like um, uh, Solana, Matic, which is level two. Or, but but let's just stick with Ethereum for this example. You buy your yeah. Ethereum, and you start thinking, how do I get more Ethereum? So yeah. the first option, very easy. You can buy Ethereum with rent, right? Mm. And you do that, and uh, now you've got more Ethereum. But what if I told you you could make more Ethereum without spending any more rent? Yeah. That's where it begins. So from there. Um, you can enter DeFi. Uh, with DeFi, it's uh, with decentralized finance. Uh, you can start investing, basically. Yeah. And and it's like how you would manage normal finances. Yeah. It's just on Web three. Um, and back back to the archetype. So there's there's people who uh, want community because that's what Web three is. It's, it's very community based. Yeah. Um, which you can get to in depth. Um. There's people that want to collect because that's something that's there's so much money that can be made in collecting. Yeah. Um, but, but there's people that literally just want art, for example. And then there's people who want bags, bro. Yeah. Like real talk, dude. Like that that's like that's why I got into crypto at all, man. I just wanted to make bags, bro. Yeah. And yeah. and the thing is There was no like No, I want to make money. No, 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 money, yeah. bro. Money. Yeah. Um 
but it's, it's obviously evolved since that time mm. where um, you start looking at well for me personally it's like how can I contribute to building something great in this, in this environment yeah um, but those are really the three reasons why you get into Web3 yeah so with NFTs now um, very simply put all three of those archetypes can exist but most people choose one of those archetypes yeah so with with NFT specifically you can buy an NFT and flip it and make some money yeah and I assure you that the amount of Ethereum you can make doing that is it's ridiculous yeah it's absolutely ridiculous um, just an example I bought an NFT last week for 0.2 Ethereum it's yeah. called uh, Loser Club and um, dude in four days five days was what doubled that yeah like what other asset classes what other asset is doing that and the answer is nothing yeah so um, of course there's definitely risk you can buy you know collections that are nothing but if you really do your research it's, it becomes quite glaring what's going to work and what's not going to work so yeah. yeah it becomes easier to distinguish what you should invest your money in yeah and once you can understand how to buy an NFT you know this, this, the process is so simple you go on Luno you buy Ethereum you yeah. move Ethereum to a MetaMask wallet from MetaMask you connect it to an OpenSea.io account okay. um, and from there you can go browse whatever NFT you want to buy and then click buy dude and then you own an NFT yeah. and the same way you can sell it just as easily and um, it's, it's not adopted widely by you know billions of people it's not yeah. Yeah. Uh, stocks are bonds are yeah buying commodities is but NFTs is not yeah so once again you're entering the space where we know there's exponential growth that's possible yeah but you're doing it from a place that is it's, it's uncharted mm. it's uncharted mm. and that's what also makes uh, makes me so interested in this yeah is that you're part of building and developing this thing yeah. as you're going along um, while you're learning organizations centralized organizations rather are also learning yeah. and they're building the infrastructure for this to make it more safe to make it uh, more accessible make it easier to navigate so yeah it's it's very very exciting yeah what was your yeah. question again can't even remember so I'm so plugged in but um, for someone for someone who doesn't understand mm-hmm. what an NFT is like how would you define an NFT what is an NFT Okay, so uh, NFT stands for non-fungible token. Okay, so fungible basically means can be reproduced, right? Yeah. So um, the the US dollar is fungible. You mm-hmm. can print more dollars out of thin air. Yeah. Um, non-fungible tokens means once something is minted, you can't make more of it. Yeah. It's 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 dead. Right? It's not it's not going to be able to be reproduced. Yeah. And that's where you get into. So when NFT gets minted, it's uh, it has a certain rarity. It yeah. makes it valuable, so adds value to it. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, it's artists, creatives, music producers. Um, basically, uh, dude, there's so many different ways that uh, that people can create NFTs in their own image. Yeah, with their own art or, or creative side in mind, and um, they basically create this um, 
this asset. That's what it is. It creates this asset that has value that people can buy and people can sell. Yeah. That's that's very fundamentally what it is. And then with any asset, there's going to be the cream that rises to the top. Yeah. And those um, those NFTs have uh, more value compared to other ones, right? Yeah. So you start looking for um, what are the variables that makes a certain NFT valuable. And um, one of them is community. So, uh, you know, how do people react to this thing? How do they behave once they own it? How do they behave if they want to own it? Those are things that you can look at. Um, marketing of certain projects. Yeah. Um, you know, like, say what you will about marketing, but the thing is, if an NFT project, no matter how good the art is, yeah. um, if it's if it's not marketable and if no one knows about it, there's no attention being paid to it, it flops, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's another variable. Um, the other variable is um, like, what is the utility of this? I mean, there's we, we can talk about this at length for hours. Yeah. But there's NFTs right now that are coming out that are providing so much of value to people. Yeah. That it is that it's, it's literally out of this world. Yeah. I don't know if you know what Board Ape Yacht Club is. No. <laughs> what is it? <laughs> so Board Ape Yacht Club is the ultimate NFT. Yeah. And um, is that a community or? It's an it's a collection. Okay. It's a collection of ten thousand Board Apes, right? Yeah. And um, you could have bought a Board Ape for a couple thousand rand. Sorry to disturb. Sure. Is that the? I think I've seen the pictures. That the one, different apes. Yeah. But customized, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So I think I've it's seen it's unique. So every single ape is different. There's yeah. no two that are the same. And that that's basically every project is like that. There's no two that are the same. But the artwork is all uh, sort of in line. So yeah. you can see what collection that is basically. Um, but you could have bought this thing for a couple thousand rand. Yeah. A couple thousand rand. Uh, a year ago. It's not 10 years ago. Yeah. A year ago, bro. Yeah. And um, what has happened is a community, so it was also one of the NFTs that also makes its value a bit, yeah. a bit better because everyone is now aware of what that is. Everyone who's gotten into the space knows what Board Ape Yacht Club is. Yeah. And they created this incredible community. They were hosting yacht parties, hence the name. Yeah. And uh, if you owned one, you get into the yacht party. And um, what ended up happening is they built this ecosystem around this 10,000 collection. It's just 10,000 pictures yeah. of monkeys. But they built an ecosystem around it where they launched their own token. Yeah. Their own token that can be exchanged for for Ethereum or USD or whatever. Yeah. And they airdropped it, which means they gave it for free to the holders of NFTs. Uh, of those NFTs, right? Mm. So here's the thing, right? They got airdropped ten thousand ape tokens. Yeah. Free money, right? Do you know how much that is worth, bro? Like two and a half million rand. Yeah. Dude, there are people who bought these things for a couple thousand rand who just got two and a half million rand for free. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, you want to talk to me about the, the Apple's the shares, bro. Come yeah. on. Come on, bro. So so that's that's one way these ecosystems have been built around around NFTs. Yeah. Um and of course there's many different variations of what these NFTs are music NFTs and this yeah. um, and all of these different things but the main thing is um, is profile picture NFTs that's what it is yeah okay yeah. 
um, 10,000 collections of, of profile picture NFTs is what is being traded the most. The most volume is going. They are one of one NFTs from like famous artists. They don't do very well in terms of holding value, but people buy them because they're in for the art, right? Like as yeah. you said, like yeah. that's their main focus. I want to buy this for the art. Um, but, uh, or, or they want to collect as well, of course. Um, but the guys who are trading, dude, they're trading 10,000 NFT, uh, NFTs um, and dude, they're, they're killing it, man. Yeah. Your boy is killing it as well. So, <laughs> so bro, I just want to ask, so in terms of like let's say the image, let's say like your profile picture on social media, sure, right? And then you get different guys on Twitter as well that have these mm-hmm. NFTs as their profile picture. How do you determine, right? Um, what is authentic and what is fake? Mm-hmm. So, for example, if I take your profile picture and I duplicate it, for example, yeah. what's the process around? Um, what is the security around it? Okay, in terms of from, okay, from getting so, duplicated or reused okay. to make money, like someone else taking your yeah. NFT to go and make money, yeah. like how is that restricted or controlled? Yeah, so it's actually very interesting. So, um, of course, you can, you know, you can right click say if someone's yeah. NFT, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now you've got a picture, a screenshot of that person's NFT. Yeah. And um, the thing is, <laughs> that doesn't matter, man. Yeah. It doesn't matter, dude. Because the thing is, I can also screenshot a picture of Salvador Dali's book, you know? Yeah, yeah. It doesn't mean I own it. So the, what's interesting is, um, is with NFTs, uh, because it's minted on the blockchain, is it has its unique ID yeah. that cannot be replicated because it's non-fungible. Mm, and I that see. unique ID basically says, this person owns this piece of art um, and that's that's in the contract, right? Yeah. So you can't steal that in terms of the IP. Yeah. Um, so, so that's that's basically how you own that piece of of art. Okay, I see. I see. And uh, with the Web three phenomenon, what do you think the future of currency is? Globally? In terms of the uh, the economy that the, the 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 whole world is operating on now. Mm. With this phenomenon, what what do you think the future is going to be, dude? So, we talked about changing the changing world order. By the way, there's a great video by Ray Dalio uh, on the changing world order. Yeah, I highly recommend go, going and, and watching that. It also talks about how the American Empire is falling and the Chinese Empire is now beginning to rise. Yeah. Um, in the same way, the Chinese Empire is starting to rise. I feel that finances, as we know it, has to. Yeah. We don't have a choice anymore. I mean, we can't infinitely print money and hope our problems go away yeah, because yeah. money is, is backed by debt and mm. that debt has to be paid back by yeah. someone. Yeah. I, I think honestly that our current financial system in the next 10 years will break down fall. Yeah. Um, and I think that um, crypto is the one that's going to come and save the day. Yeah. Because you can't print more Bitcoin. It's not possible. You, you can't if you if you're an entity as we said you can't replicate that yeah that asset is stored it's it's stored on the blockchain and um it can only be accessed by you yeah yeah it's yours sars we say sars don't come <laughs> hunting for me sars <laughs> but but the government sars nothing they can't freeze your your wallet it's your money 
Yeah. And I think, you know, I, I'm very libertarian, so, of, of course, but uh, um, I, I think that's the way it should be, you know? Yeah. And um, people should have more control over their money mm. and where their money flows to. I think it becomes way more efficient to have that sort of system yeah. in, in Web3. And, um, you know, as the blockchain evolves, as security evolves, the rate of adoption by people is going to flood into the space. Yeah. And, um, and when it does, you know, in the next five years, it's going to be like too late. <laughs> like yeah. It's going to yeah. be, it's, when it's widely adopted, if you're getting in five years, you're going to say, oh, I should have got in in 10 years. The yeah. same way you're probably saying that about getting into Bitcoin now. Yeah. Because like, when was the best time to get into Bitcoin? Probably 2010, around 2010. Mm. When's the second best time to get into Bitcoin? Right now, dude. Yeah. So the thing is, it's when is the mass adoption going to come? I think it's going to be when there's a giant break in our current financial system. Yeah. And we're already seeing it. Man. We're already seeing it. Like, uh, I went to San Francisco, for example, yeah. in 2015. And I wanted to move to San Francisco. It was a beautiful city. Um, it was, like, my dream to go live there. Yeah. San Francisco now is a shithole, man. Mm. There's homeless people everywhere. Uh, drugs are rampant. Um, you wouldn't want to live in San Francisco. Yeah. Um, unless you were forced to because of your tech job or whatever but the world is changing in the fact that the world is breaking down mm. and what is going to save us is is changing into a new system a yeah. new system where individuals are self-sovereign where individuals can have that control over their lives what they want to do yeah where they want to do it and um Web3 is going to, to definitely be the, the catalyst for the world. Or rather, be the platform for that to happen. Yeah. And do you think the, the global establishment um, is keen on this evolution? Or do you think they want to actually continue holding on to traditional economic structures? Dude, if you had all your money in a business in, um, that operates in rands, yeah. Why do you why are you talking about Bitcoin, dude? Mm. Why would you want to talk about Bitcoin? Yeah. The thing is, those people are gonna get left in the dust, right? The people yeah. who don't adopt the stuff are gonna get left in the dust. And it's the people who, who come in now and adopt it early are gonna be the ones who thrive in this, right? So the thing is, of course there's pushback. There's pushback by governments, there's pushback yeah. by a lot of influencers who are saying no. And they have many, many motives of why they don't want people to get into it. And a lot of their arguments are 100% correct. Yes. Security is a, is a big problem on the blockchain. It is. Right now, mm. it is. Mm. Um, people get scammed all the time with Bitcoin because it's so easy to transfer money and not be able to know who you transferred money to, for example. Yeah. It's, it's, it's very... It's, it's the reason why everything is so volatile in the space. Yeah. Because one day a country like India, for example, bans Bitcoin the price of Bitcoin goes down because now you've isolated 1 billion people from using Bitcoin. And then what happens is three months later, India then says, no, Bitcoin is legal tender again. Yeah. And, well, not legal tender, but it's, you can buy Bitcoin now. Yeah. And things change again. Mm. If a country's decision-making is that volatile, you know, what's that going to do to the price? Of course, it's going to be, it's going to be crazy. Yeah. Um, but you sort of have to take that risk on and you're going to have to be able to live with the volatility 
Yeah. You know, don't go put all of your money, for example, into one thing. Diversify. And um, and eventually, when the world catches up, you would have already built that foundation for you to thrive in the space. Yeah. And uh, I think we, we are living in a generation where a time in the world is full of ideas mm. and concepts and evolution. One guy. <laughs> one guy that's always speaking about you. Guy I respect a lot, but confuses me quite a bit as well. It's Kanye West. Yeah. Kanye West. What's going on with that man? Dude, that guy just needs to buy Bitcoin, bro. That's, <laughs> not, that's the thing, dude. Yeah. No, 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 man. Did you watch the documentary? Yes. Genius. Brilliant. Brilliant, dude. Brilliant. Loved it, dude. Yeah. Mate, honestly, okay, Kanye West is a genius, yeah. undoubtedly. Um, way he did it is yeah. what gets me oh dude it just inspires me so much man yeah yeah i know like the the, fa- the thing about that documentary is can you believe they have so much of footage of this nah, guy coming up no nah. like i can't believe like this has just existed this whole time and it takes a lot for someone like to stick with another person's dream for that long mm. you know most times i mean we all get caught up in our own lives and our own dreams and our own aspirations, I guess, are our personal responsibility. Mm. And it's rare for somebody to be like, you know what, I'm going to take my time and my resources and follow this guy. Yes. Because I see something in it. Mm-hmm. It takes a lot for somebody to do that. So, it's crazy that they actually stuck with him for that long. Yeah. Until he ultimately became what he became. Mm-hmm. You know? I don't know what it is that you have to see in someone. Because, I mean, we, we meet talented people all the time yeah you know but I think especially now in this generation maybe because times were a bit different back then I think we are consumer generation Mm. so a new album drops this week or a new series drops it's old news next week there's something else before you're looking for the next thing so maybe that's why I think something like that wouldn't be as prevalent in today's society yeah but yeah, I just think it's mad that these guys stuck with him for that long. Hey man, I, I'll tell you this: that guy manifested everything he had. Mm. I know you you into the stuff as well. You into energy. You into the law of attraction. All of that yeah, stuff. Yeah. Are you? I I, I am, but like I've got, a, <laughs> I've got a take on that. Though. I've got a take on that. We'll discuss that. Okay, but yeah. but, but but the thing is, if you have burning desire, man. Yeah. Oh, there's nothing that stops you. No, mm. it's gonna happen. Yeah. Because if your mindset is on prosperity, yeah, that's one thing, right? But if your mindset is on I'm gonna become the greatest in whatever I want to do, yeah, you know, enter whatever that is, you're going to get there. Yeah. Because one of my favorite quotes is when a ship sets uh, sail with no port in mind, no wind is favorable. Mm. If you know where the fuck you're going to, exactly, things start opening up, opportunities start presenting themselves. Yeah, and that's the thing about that, that Kanye documentary is you saw it in real time. Mm. This guy was telling everyone, dude, I'm the greatest, I'm the best, yeah. I'm a god, from whatever, the from the beginning, yeah. and look where he is now. Yeah. Well, not right now. <laughs> right now he's banned on Instagram. But, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but, but you get what I'm saying. He's built yeah. this phenomenal brand. And his brand has uh, withstood the test of time. Yeah. Which if you think about and that. it's still going. still going. It's still a machine. And you, you know, like, okay, so obviously working in influencer marketing, for for a long time, um, 
I've sort of seen this this happen. You know, yeah. like people have their fifteen minutes. Some people have a year. Some people have five. Yeah. But dude, to maintain, it's not just fame, but the desire and also the grind. Yeah. It's difficult, man. Mm. It's absolutely difficult. And that guy was just able not only to maintain all of that stuff, but he was also able to adapt and evolve. Yeah. And I yeah. think that's also one of the the things I took out of that mm. is that you must have goal, obviously, burning desire to do it. Shout out uh, Think and Grow Rich. Yeah. Napoleon Hill, go read that if you haven't. But um, once you have those things, when the opportunity presents itself, yeah, well, you you have to take it. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Crazy. And um, I just want to go back to uh, what you're saying about law of attraction. And mm. I think it's been like very misconstrued. Yeah. And I think it's those terms and 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 those ideas and perspectives on how to attract abundance, how to uh, find abundance, mm. how to find joy, how to find peace, how to have gratitude, for example. I feel like people have uh, abused ideas around that, to be honest. And it's kind of annoying as well because mm. everything is, uh, I'm attracting this, law of attraction, that. But nobody actually really has burning desire that you talk about. Mm. Or the action to back up yeah. whatever it is that they believe. They're just throwing these terms around. But Bro, I think th- what you're saying, most people don't actually want the things that they say they oh, put it on a vision board and try and manifest. They don't actually want those things. Yeah. It's, uh, for example, like the most common thing is people are going to tell you about uh, maybe the country they want to live in or the house they want to buy and the car they want to live in, right? Mm. And, and that's, that's the thing. For a lot of people, if you really, really dig down in your soul, that's not what you want. Yeah, true. It's not what you want, man. It's not. And, it's, if and you once can, you get it, you might not even be happy. Well, you're, you're not going you to think be, right? that You think that's what's going to fulfill you and make you happy. But once you have it, it's just like um, most material objects. You know, like, when you're like, I want this thing. You work hard for it. You order it online. You get it. You're super excited when you unbox it and you get it. But then, like, a few weeks later, it's just like, oh, it's there. Yeah. It is what it is. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think the gratification is super short term, not for everybody. Some people actually really want these things, yes. and these things. And they go out and get it, right? Exactly. Yeah. But then, with certain people, I think they want to manifest and attract these things. Um, however, they end up not being fulfilled once they get them. Yeah. And then it's like, okay, what's the next thing now? Yeah. So, so, so I think it's it's very basic, and this is something I struggled with a lot because I. Look at me, dude. Like <laughs> all I ever wanted to do was be rich, man, yeah. as a child, and I didn't understand why. Yeah. And it took many years of um, really digging down, you know, doing a lot of um, uh, like, like a lot of work yeah. and figuring out who I am mm. before I could figure out what it is I really want. Yeah. If you don't know who you are, if you really don't. If you just have a rough idea, even, yeah. and you're trying to manifest something, you probably going to manifest the wrong thing mm. because you're manifesting from a point of someone else yeah, yeah. or someone else's expectations or someone else's um, uh, perspective of what success is yeah what does success and happiness look like you uh, to you and you know what the thing is man you gotta there's a, like 
there's a quote that goes prepare for um uh sorry i can't even think about it right now <laughs> um pray for peace prepare for war yeah and i read that and it was like okay i get that mm. i get that but really i remixed it man and it's pre- uh, pray for peace prepare for peace yeah you got to be preparing for the happiness that you want to to get in 10 years because yeah. the car's not going to make you happy mm. your happiness is going to make you happy exactly so it, it it all starts in the present you know mm. like who am i in the present am i happy in the present yeah if if you're not happy in the present right now it means that there's something that needs to change exactly. there's a, a different course that you need to be taking mm. to make sure that you are that person who you are you know right now yeah and from there from that place of power you can build that that that's the foundation of where you build who you are as a person yeah. in the future you know yeah. and and that's what we talk about Kanye man mm. like I was saying dude I'm a I'm a god yeah then 2004 mm. and it was about taking the opportunities when they presented themselves and never backing down yeah from that one call it a mission statement mm. you know do you think that um the guys at Rock Nation Jay-Z Dame Dash do you think those guys were intimidated because there's no way they didn't like Whoa. recognize that this guy is talented, right? Because they've been in the industry, mm. successful label owners. They've come across a lot of artists. I'm sure they knew that there was something special about. Of course, I mean, like if you think about the documentary, Pharrell was like, "Dude, you're my favorite artist." Yeah. When you drop through the wire, bro. Yeah. <laughs> like, like that's like the early days. Why didn't Jay Z see that? You yeah. know, maybe it was about intimidation, but I think. Kanye was so well. He talks about it, right? Like they wanted like the thug, yeah, the thug rapper. It was right? very different. It was yeah. a shock to the system. Yeah, man. Yeah. Or do you remember what two thousand and four was like? <laughs> there was no conscious rap there, dude. Nah, it was all like <laughs> money, clothes, and hoes, dude. <laughs> so, so it was B12, about Eminem, Cassie, yeah, hard shit, yeah. And and this guy is talking about Jesus, dude. He's talking about um real real things, man. Yeah. And um, I think maybe. It's not that they were intimidated, but they didn't know where to go with it. Like it was yeah. something so brand new. Like it was, it must have been a bit confusing. Like where does this sort of fit into the lexicon? Yeah, yeah. you know, like this is gonna completely either change the game or be absolute trash. Yeah. So maybe yeah. that uncertainty was was what they were struggling with. Yeah, and uh, fast forward to present times, still consistent, still making the music, still collaborating, mm. still doing great things with regards to his craft do you think the saying is true that uh, geniuses are insane you oh think yeah bro. your talent and your creativity like when your mind is open to that point where mm. you're just creating you're developing you're evolving always adapting to the times um, always coming up with yeah, dude, the smartest ideas do you think that can drive you nuts bro here's the thing bro like, let's be real man if you're an innovator if you're a creative and a real creative not just a person who says they're creative yeah your mind works differently from everyone else's mm. straight up dude. Yeah. doesn't mean you have schizophrenia or anything but yeah, it does yeah, mean yeah. that you're operating in a way that's different and that can be very um, frightening for a lot of people yeah. who have that creativity and it can be very frightening for people maybe looking at that person's creativity yeah but um, the fact that your mind is working different everything in this world is going to try and convince you that you are crazy and that you should be put into your box go to your nine to five yeah. do what you need to do get a retirement annuity and flip it just you know, 
just be straight and narrow. Yeah. But the truth is, if you have that inside of you, if you've got that creativity inside of you, if you've got that um, that desire to sort of push the boundaries. Yeah. Oh man, you got to tap into that. Mm. And the thing is, it can be very scary to tap into it. Yeah. But once you do sort of reach a level of of, of being comfortable around your own craziness. Yeah. Oh man, you can create magic. You know. Mm. And uh, for me, it's very hard to gauge like what his intentions are when he does certain things. Mm. Whether he's unstable, whether he's normal, whether there's something to worry about. Well, okay. Well, clearly that guy has got bipolar disorder, yeah. right? Like yeah, yeah. clearly. Um, but you know, as he says, like he can tap into that, and it brings out some power. That, that craziness it yeah. brings out some power that elevates his um, his consciousness. In yeah. a level that he can create stuff that is going to be like art that's going to be remembered for ever, right? Yeah, yeah. And um, the the people who do push the boundaries probably are a bit crazy, you know. There's mm. probably something there. Like if you can tap into whatever mental disorder you have labeled yourself as, and I know ninety nine percent of <laughs> of your audience has that, right? Yeah. If you can just tap into what is that? What is that thing trying to tell you? What is it? What is it? pushing you towards you know that's where you find out who you really are that's where you find out what you really want to do yeah and um maybe you can go too far like Kanye has gone too far many times right <laughs> I can look at the stuff with, with uh, Pete Davidson oh yeah, yeah. ski nah dude <laughs> like that's just too far right yeah um but maybe you need those moments of being insane yeah and uh, just to, to live in a space where you mm. can create from, you know? Do you think that becomes addictive? Yeah. yeah, yeah because yeah. it's probably like kind of a rush. And when it goes away, you probably feel as if you need to do something crazy well, I mean, in order to spark something within you. Yeah, dude. It's like, think about it, man. You've had times where you are at your peak of creativity. Mm. When you're like, dude, I'm just going to sit here and I'm going to do X, Y, Z. And you look back and you're like, how the hell did I do that? Exactly. You know what I mean? What if you found the formula, and I'm sure Kanye has found the formula yeah. of I can get into the state, you know, this zone where I can create magic. Yeah. But in order for me to get to that state, I need a I need to mash the place up. Dude, I have to take everyone's attention yeah. and put it on to whatever crazy shit he's about it. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. And I'm sure that's part of it, right? Mm. I mean, dude, you don't get <laughs> You don't get uh, Jesus, bro. Nah. <laughs> Without some craziness, nah, man. You don't. Dude, that's you get Mike, Michael Bublé if you wanna yeah. <laughs> go straight and narrow, dude. <laughs> you want Jesus, man? You gotta tap into some crazy exactly. shit. Exactly. And what's your what's your take on his reactions to people's opinions on his frame of mind or on certain things that he says? Because the thing is, I feel as if if you're gonna say certain things, right? And they're gonna be on public platforms, mm. and you're gonna put your business out there. I feel as if people have the right to have an opinion on it, yeah, because you put it out there. So whatever opinions people give you about what you put out there, you can't be mad about that because mm. you put it out there. Yes. So what's your take on even with the whole Trevor Noah situation, for example? Yeah. What's your take on his reactions to those type of things? Um. Dude, I, to try and to try and break that down is is something completely different, man. But um, 
maybe he's really, maybe he's increasing the adrenaline again with the reactions. You don't know. I think so, dude. Whatever happens, bro. I know a banging album is coming out, dude, and I'm okay with that. Dude. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> is it too far? Sure, bro. Yeah. But damn, bro, he's gonna drop a banger, man. Exactly. <laughs> and I think once he's gone, because you know all of us, God forbid, you know, I don't wish that demise. Anymore. Yes. But I'm just saying. Ultimately, at the end of the day, one day we're all not going to be here anymore. Yeah. But the day that that happens for him, whenever that is, I think we'll remember, man. Mm. Like what a great he was, even with all of the stuff yeah. that he does in his theatrics. I think we'll remember what a, what yeah, what a well, great, great talent he was. Dude, that guy has ingrained himself into the pop culture lexicon. Yeah. That is one of the most famous people who have, who's ever lived on the face of the planet. And he's done it for, what, 20 years? Yeah. That's unheard of, man. Mm. And that guy will be remembered like Michael Jackson. He will mm. be remembered like. Definitely. You know, Jimi Hendrix or yeah. you know, whoever, dude. He doesn't even have to do anything else, to be honest. He doesn't. But, yeah. dude, I I don't mind another Kanye album, bro. Yeah. <laughs> do what you nah, need I to still, do, I Kanye. still think we're going to get a few more, <laughs> yeah. to be honest. But then again, on the flip side, he could tell us tomorrow that he's done. Dude, that thing is coming out on... Uh, what's that that platform uh, that released? Uh, 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 Stem Player. Stem Player, dog. Yeah, that's mad. A different Stuff way. Like you know that. what? Think about that, man. There's a different way of listening to music. Yeah, I mean, I would have been happy if the new if Donda Two came out on on Apple Music or Spotify. Yeah, but he's but like, he's, no. He's... Firstly, I'm empowering <laughs> myself, so I'm gonna I'm gonna empower myself by yeah. creating this new platform, or whatever. He's not and, taking the easy route. And secondly, there's not only one way to listen to music. You yeah. can hold this, whatever that thing was, bro, <laughs> yeah. and then and play with the way this this music sounds. Yeah, which is absolutely pushing the boundaries. Mm. Who else is doing that? Would anyone have thought about doing that? Nah. No. Exactly. So so yeah, because I mean, everyone wants the easy way. Everyone wants to see how many streams they're getting, mm. and you know the conventional way of doing things. Because things are always evolving. I feel like streams, obviously, are relatively a new thing, relatively. But you know, as we know, industry is always being disrupted. Yeah. You know, so now there's this new thing, and everyone's like, mm. just like how you spoke about Web three and pushback. Hey man, this this like, artists who are publishing this stuff as NFTs for real music so, as well. Yeah, man. Music yeah. Uh, Web three is the next frontier for music. Yeah. Because how do you get past the fact that all your distribution comes from a label? Yeah. Like, how do you get past that? Because you need the distribution, no matter how good your music is. Yeah. If Sony comes to you and offers you a record deal, and you even everyone knows, dude, that you're gonna get royally fucked. Yeah. You're still gonna go with them. True. Because they have all of the power. What if that power is now with the artist? Yeah. And it, it's it's in music. It's in in fine art it's in um, like any kind of digital art it's all the foundation for artists to take power it is, is it exists on web3 yeah so so now guys are what they're doing is um, it's, it's an ecosystem that they're building around their brand right so you can uh, buy concert tickets for example and it's uh, your concert ticket is minted as an NFT yeah yeah and that gives you access to the actual concert. It also gives you a piece of digital art, probably that you can um, keep forever. Yeah. Um, and trade, probably that's something that's that comes up. Yeah. It also maybe gives you, um, if you want to buy an album, yeah. you can you can buy it as an NFT, and you own that album forever. Yeah. And um, what what's even more interesting is that at every single point, the artist is always going to be making royalties from that. Yeah. Not Sony. 
you know <laughs> and, and that's that's something that is it's, it's slowly starting to take shape but I think once it becomes mainstream we're going to see a complete change in what the music industry is Yeah, and it is happening I mean there's so many artists that are already on Web3 I mean uh, maybe they're just talking about NFTs in terms of profile pictures mm. but the fact that they're in that space it's just about timing yeah. when is it that Snoop Dogg drops his next album whatever yeah yeah completely uh, you have to own his NFT to have access to it yeah Nah, man, I enjoyed this conversation. Yeah, I man. It was really dope. I'm definitely going to do it again. Um, and yeah, bro, just before you go, if people want to learn more about Web3 and get tapped in, where would you say they should go? What resources should they check out? Um, what, would, what, would you be, what would you say is the best? Like, just to start off with the basics, obviously, mm. and then de- develop their knowledge on it. Um, okay, so I think the first thing you need to do, really, if you're really serious about taking control of your finances, taking control of uh, your freedom, all the things we talked about, um, go on to luno.com or vela.com and go buy whatever you can afford in Bitcoin. Not all of, not all that you can afford, just a little bit, right? Because I, I think once you get your foot in the game, as I said, man, you're going to start researching. Why is it going up? Why is it going down? And that's just going to lead to one, one thing is going to lead to the next. Yeah, know? yeah. Um, and I think that's the easiest way, or at least for me, I'm a very visceral learner. I like to be immersed in, in things that I'm trying to learn about. Yeah, I think yeah. that's the, the easiest way to do it. And then, dude, I, I, I promise you, there's so much of resources on typing in Bitcoin onto YouTube yeah. and just going down a rabbit hole. And it's all free. Dude, don't, don't go pay someone to teach you about Bitcoin, bro. Yeah. That's yeah. the same guy who was teaching people about Forex, bro. Don't, <laughs> don't do it, man. We know Go those on to guys. YouTube. We know those guys. Yeah, they, they got a, a Chrome wrapped Z4 or some shit, dude. You know that guy, dude. Don't listen to that guy. Go onto YouTube um, and, and just find find your way down there. Um, something quick that you can uh, go and research is just TED Talks, man. And yeah. then you start learning about the foundation of, of what blockchain technology is in a simplified, easy way. Mm-hmm. And then as you go deeper down the rabbit hole, it will just recommend you stuff. You start looking at guys like uh, Michael Saylor. You start looking at guys like uh, Raul Paul. Um, just those two names if you go and, and research them. Plan B, uh, Bankless if you're into to Ethereum. Literally, what I just said, just go search that. <laughs> and um, and you, you'll find your footing. Um, it's, it's difficult at first because it's, it's a knowledge gap that you just don't have. Yeah, it's, it's the knowledge gap. You don't have the knowledge, right? So mm-hmm. it's it's going to be difficult to try and comprehend what to do. Yeah. But once the ball starts rolling, it's like a snowball effect. It just gets mm-hmm. bigger and bigger and bigger, and you just start learning exponentially. Yeah. And um and once you do that, man, it's it's the world is yours, really. Yeah. He's the, the world three is yours, right? <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Um, the other thing you can do, uh, follow me on Twitter, okay. That's always a good place to find the source, you know, find the alpha. Um, so you can find me at Meta Homeboy. That's my real Twitter handle. Yeah. So Meta as in Metaverse, Homeboy as your boy, okay? So Meta Homeboy, one word. Uh, you can find me there. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram as well. Um, and that's at mikiron.eth. Uh, You'll put that on the, yeah, <laughs> the screen. I don't think everyone's gonna know how to you know, spell Mikhail. Yeah. But 
um, follow me on social and I'm always dropping bombs so if you just pay attention you'll learn something so yeah yeah nah shout out man shout out we back guys season two make sure you subscribe and uh, yeah see you guys next time